Hello, everybody, and welcome back to What a Beautiful Podcast, episode 145. I'm your host, Jack. I am your other host, Andy, as always, and welcome back to What a Beautiful Podcast. We had a bit of a break last week. Well, I, I wouldn't call it a break. Jack might call it a break. It wasn't <laughs> yeah, a break Yeah, I was for chilling. Me. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Not that hanging. not that making this show is, is really strenuous enough to warrant referring In to any as a break. physical, mental, or emotional <laughs> way. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't go that far. But we we were not we were there was no episode. Yeah. There was no. no episode. And that is because I was on a little business trip to, to the Queen's country. Uh, that's mm, uh, the Queen's The Queen's country of, of Great Britain, England, the United Kingdom. Whatever you want to call it, I was there. All those and more. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was in London. It was weird. Yeah, it, they took a lot of piss from you. Oh, yeah, they took the piss. They had a laugh. Uh, <laughs> other things. Uh, sorry if there's any Brits watching this. Uh, nothing nothing on you. You guys just... This, some of your you euphemisms are weird. really amusing. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I'm sure they'd it's say the fine. same thing about us. Oh, yeah, they just look at some of the things we say. It's like, are those words? <laughs> The, the things you're saying, like, are those just sounds? Yeah, they're, they're just like, our, the way we speak English probably just sounds like guttural noises to them. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's not nearly as refined. <laughs> Which Ugh. is funny to say, because I, I wouldn't really call English English very refined either. They're two different. <laughs> American English and English English are just two completely different types of nonsense. Oh, yeah, they've been separated for hundreds of years, so it's Yeah, like, it, the, the, it's no actually way. very interesting how one language could develop so differently in two parts of the world. So it goes. Because, like, we can understand each other, but are we really mm-hmm. speaking the same language? Now, there's your philosophical thought oh. for the day. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> but while you were in London, you saw something very special. Right. So I was there on business, but I gave myself a little extra time to do some sightseeing. And by the, sh- by the stroke of luck gifted from the gods... The British Museum decided to put on an exhibit all about the wonderful worlds of manga, com- manga comic books, exactly while I was there. I don't yeah. know how you pulled that off. <laughs> it's, like, it's on a little before and a little after I was there, but still, just like, wow, how did that work out so nicely? I mean, I know it's June, it's, things tend to happen in the summer, but but still, but still. Yeah, it's still special. It was very special, and I was very, very excited to get to see it. And sure enough, it did not it did not disappoint at all. It was a really, really great experience. Yeah, talk about it, won't you? You want me to you want me to talk about it? Alright, where do we even begin? Yeah, so, give, give me a tight five on the London Museum's uh, manga exhibit. So first of all, the, the British Museum is just really incredible in general. Like uh, so much so much history, so much amazing stuff there. I mean, yeah, a lot of stolen history, but we won't I don't uh, pull any hairs there. Yeah, on this, British on this Empire show. is not a not a good good thing. Yeah, this this show good. is not a, I'm not equipped to tackle that. But no, I, there's I will, a lot of issues that go into that. But but I, I will say, say it's very cool to see all of it, and it is a very nice building, and it's just a good experience in, in overall. But the uh, the manga exhibit it was put together with uh, so much love and care, just from top top to bottom. I don't know who mm-hmm. worked on that. I don't know if it was some. It was a group within the museum or some sort of external group that uh, was, was allowed to host the event there. But it, it's basically just like a like a, a history and a, a display of manga as an art form. So 
going all the way back to mid 1800s picture books from Japan, wow. going all the way up to now, and the mascot of the event. Uh, crucify me for forgetting her name, Jack, but the uh, the girl from uh, Golden Kamui. Oh, Ashripa. Ashripa. Yeah, sorry. All right, that's not no, the easiest. No, uh, that's fine. String of sounds to remember. All right. No, you you've read a little bit of Golden Kamui. I'm not going to hold that against you. Yeah, um, I, and I like I really liked what I read. Need to read more, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she was the mascot of it, which was pretty cool. That's she's on, she's on the, all, all the promotional material. I bought this really nice coffee table book. So they had this Ooh. coffee table book made that had everything that was in the exhibit just oh, put God. together as a book. I'm gonna steal that from you. So <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you'll be here soon. You can you can check yeah, it out. I'll it's really nice. But uh, but yeah, so that that was neat. And so when you get in there. It kind of starts you from the beginning and works you. Once you get into the exhibit, it kind of breaks it down by like different movements and genres, and uh, it, it it has a lot. It had a lot of original pages. So I'm not even talking like copies. Like this is the original page that pencil the artist pencil drew. Like just straight up, this is the paper that he drew on. He or she. So wow. It, yeah, it's really really amazing so there was obviously a lot of standouts so like the first thing i saw i saw some goku i saw some original dragon ball art done by akira toriyama it was like looking on oh looking gosh. upon the hand of god <laughs> <laughs> you just like fall to your knees in front of goku yeah bless this so man. They, the way they set it up is they had uh, along the walls of the exhibit they had a page or two from the a manga like the original pages and then a big cardboard cutout of the character that is mm-hmm. associated with that so it was. I'm glad they went with little Goku. They did. They could have went the easy way out and used big Goku, but they oh, put it was li- little Goku. They put little, little Goku up there. Yeah, big oh. little Goku, and uh, a couple pages of the manga, and it's just absolutely amazing. And went down the line. Uh, I'm gonna do something bad here and look at my pictures just to have a reference. Oh, go for it. Yeah. Uh, but oh boy, Jack talk for pictures. Me. Jack, talk for me. Oh, I got a, I got a vamp for Andy while he looks at his pictures because sometimes phones aren't easy to look at. You would when, think well, they're not as user friendly as you would think. Sometimes, sometimes you want them to do a thing, but you you do a thing with your hands that's the opposite, and you turn your phone off or you drop it in the toilet. Well, what's actually All... happening to me is that mm-hmm. my internet browser forgot my password and I couldn't remember it, but I have it now. And I'm scrolling back, doing the big scroll through all the E3 junk, which, man, we're not going to have time to talk about the E3 No, we're not, we're not going to talk about that. We can sprinkle that in through the next, like, episodes. I'm not we're, – we're past the heyday of it, so, like, anything we yeah, say – Yeah, we can like, talk about that whenever we want. Okay, I got it up. So let me go through some of the yeah, yeah, s- talk about specific the exhibits stuff. that I saw. So I saw the Goku, and so the pages mm-hmm. – uh, if you guys follow me on Twitter, you can see I have a whole – I had a whole thread on Twitter about uh, – with all these pictures if you want to take a look. Uh, but so the pages from Dragon Ball, we got one page from the end of Dragon Ball. So it was a big grown-up Goku versus Piccolo Jr., one of my favorite, like, fights, like, anime fights of all time. If you've never experienced mm-hmm. Goku versus Piccolo Jr. from the end of the original Dragon Ball, it is, like, as far as, like, martial arts is concerned, it's probably the most visceral it ever gets because it's right before when DBZ goes full aliens and lasers and magic powers and all of that. So it's still pretty, like, vis- visceral physical fighting. Mm-hmm. And it's very violent. They kick Ooh. the shit out of each other. Ooh. <laughs> so yeah, that was good. And then the other page is one from Goku does a Kamehameha for the first time. 
and he shoots oh, the car. When he shoots the car in Ox King and Master Roshi, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Hell these yeah. are, again, I can't stress enough that these are original pages. So amazing to look at. So next up here, we had Big Josuke. So they, they yeah. got, there was some Joj at this thing. So we got Big Josuke with the original page of Jotaro seeing uh, Crazy Diamond for the first time. Yeah, that, man, that page is cool. Uh-huh, and it's, you know what, it, it really made me think how interesting it mm. is that part four seems to be, like, the face of JoJo these days, because, like, when I would, when I would think about putting something together for, like, an exhibit, I would probably choose Phantom Blood, honestly, as, like, a, In, huh. as more of, like, a timepiece. But, like, you know, I was, because it got me thinking, between the, the live-action movie and this, and it just seems like part four is, like, the the favorite like by pop culture standards i guess it's the at the very least it's the mean of jojo yeah like <laughs> like there there's a lot there's different pieces in in the whole jojo saga or septology whatever you want to call it but you take diamond is unbreakable is easy to look at and easy to like read not not just the words, but like seeing like the characters like they immediately like map to things like you can uh, like that setting is something that like you can understand like from over here from over there like I feel like it's the easiest one for someone who's not familiar with JoJo as a whole to like look at and see be like okay I get this this is a murder mystery in a small town. That is something that, that's a trope that transcends, like, all the associated, um, like, stuff that comes with JoJo. Like, when you get to that core idea. Yeah, and I guess you could say, Thank I, you I think it's... my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fair to say that part four is where JoJo really fell into its groove. Because I, yeah, I would say that all the later parts are a lot more similar to part four than they are to parts one through three. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean about it being like the the middle. Like yeah. you can you can look at that, and that's got elements of different things. And and I think Big Josuke, Big Josuke uh, gets the vibe of what JoJo actually is across better than Big Jonathan Joestar would, I guess. So like, yeah. or even like Big Jorno, because something I realized about Jorno, Jorno doesn't smile a lot. No, he he is he is a consistent He's, resting bitch face. 100% yeah. of the time. Whereas Josuke, Josuke is really es- expressive. He's way more animated than Jorno is. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, because I'm not going to say that Part 5 is less animated, but maybe it's not as, like, cartoony as Part 4. It's not as Looney Tunes as Part 4. You, you yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's a good way to describe it. So, yeah, that ran aside. Uh, it was really great seeing Big Josuke. Really liked that. And then next, uh, I, there's also was an exhibit for Rohan at the Louvre, of all things. Original pages with oh, handwritten... Shit dialogue like Iraqi's handwriting for Rohan at the Louvre with his original coloring and everything they are I think that was probably the the craziest thing I saw there to be honest it was it's because that the artwork in Rohan at the Louvre is probably some of Iraqi's best work of all time and just seeing that like just on the page like that oh yeah in terms of like draftsmanship and like overall like oh you capital D drew this huh yeah so wow. instead of uh, you know 
resting on Joe like we do for every episode of the show. Let's yeah, go look what for else, more what stuff. There was a Junji Ito exhibit, which I really liked. Some Ugh. original some original work uh, from Uzumaki on display. Yes. Uh-huh. Really, really cool stuff. Uh, what's that? We got some original Naruto and original One Piece. Ooh, God. Yep. And then we Can had... I get a plane ticket to London right now? <laughs> <laughs> then we had the Golden Kamui stuff. And then there, we're going back a little. There was some older stuff. So there was an there was Astro Boy. They had okay. an original Astro Boy Tenkoban from God knows how long ago. Wow. Preserved and what? on display. Yeah, it was very cool. Oh, the next thing I took a picture of this was this uh, giant Titan head from Attack on Titan, which stuck out like a sore oh. thumb and did not okay. fit in with the rest of it. I don't know what the idea behind that was. I mean, they they were looking like, uh, what else? Big mm, Titans? All right, <laughs> we need to we need to fill this spot with something. They had else. some they had some original Attack on Titan there, and like. I mean, listen, we got some problems with Attack on Titan, but you can't knock its influence, but... No, looking... a lot of people have read a lot of Attack on Titan. Yeah, it's definitely earned its place, uh, for better or worse. But uh, looking yeah, at the yeah. original artwork on that, I mean, I, I'm not controversial in saying that the Attack on Titan manga looks like absolute dog shit, right? N- no, like, there's... What's the, what's the opposite of pleasant to look at? Yeah, it, like it's like painful to look at. It, yeah, it's, it's like, un- uncomfortable. Which maybe yeah, I, was the point, but I don't. I don't. It's not like a, an enjoyable kind of uncomfortable. I don't feel like I'm being subverted by reading it. No, I'm just like eh. that works when there's like these incredible monsters on screen and like these are awful to look at. But it, when it's just two people talking to each other and it that's and it's the see, that's visual what I mean. equivalent of a cheese grater on my <laughs> eyes, like Yeah, no. so like I think in the a manga attack on Titan, the Titans are an incredible to look yeah. at. Mm-hmm. Uh they're so much cooler in the manga than they are in the anime because they look so they look so sketchy and gross. There's a lot and, more depth and like, and a uh, lot, a lot more uncanny valley stuff going on in the manga version than there is in the anime because just the way it's drawn. But that does not translate to the humans nope. at all. <laughs> nope. The people, the people look like they're wearing like masks of other people. And I really, I really wish I liked Attack on Titan because I will never take it away from it that the very first episode of the Attack on Titan anime is one of the strongest first episodes oh. of an anime I've ever seen. That started a fandom that echoes still today. I, it's like unending. almost unbelievable. Like the last time I could think of a, of an episode one of something that hooked me so hard was like Code Geass, and that was like God knows how long ago. I mean, I, talk about echoes. That's still echoing. Yeah, I mean, have you ever seen it? Because the first episode of that show is another is one of those ones that like you don't have to know anything about it, and you watch that first episode, and you're like, oh fuck! Didn't, I've heard that. Didn't really uh, come together in the end, but oh well. So uh, moving right along, uh, so this was neat. So there was a, a, a manga style board game from the uh, from the late late 1800s that I saw that was really cool, and some old newspaper wow. comics. And okay. It's funny mm. how, like, these, like, old, old stuff, like, still kind of lines up with some design sensibilities that are around to this day. Like, very, very round characters, uh, you know, a bit car- more, like, on the Disney side, but not, but not really, because this was even before Disney. 
Uh, yeah, this was just, like, people drawing, like, caricatures. What, yeah, people drawing caricatures of people. And it's interesting to see how interesting Japanese culture was at the time, because some of these people are drawn wearing suits, some of them are drawn wearing traditional clothes. Like, what, like, it, Japan in the, in the late 1800s really caught in between the passage of time in, in a big way. That might be why uh, Ashripa was kind of like the mascot for that, because Golden Homeway as a whole represents that time period. Yeah. Like late teen, late, late 1800s Japan. Yeah, is not the, the late 1800s where they're... It, it is very you interesting. Yeah, the late 1800s. Yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> they were, they were caught the between like the Western future and holding on to their traditions, and it's, uh, it's a very interesting mix of, of clothes and and entertainment and all that it's it's neat i'd like to do more research into that hey read more golden kumoi yeah and then next up i saw some original cyborg 009 which you want to talk about uh disney style characters yeah Yeah. that that's firmly after disney was established and yeah i'm not super familiar with cyborg cyborg 9 I really like the the way these characters look. They're very, uh, I mean, it's very early. They're not very detailed, and, like, they're very simple drawings and everything. But Mm -hmm. it's charming. It's it's very charming, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw some Captain Tsubasa, original pages of Captain Tsubasa. It was cool. That's a pretty iconic for Japan. It doesn't really matter too much over here, but it's still neat. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, David Productions is doing, it has done that anime. Yep. So, it's around. And then to wind things down, I saw some uh, vintagely, uh, vintage and exquisitely pristinely uh, preserved uh, vintage boys love manga. Oh, uh-huh. wow. Now, just picture what, like, Devil Man looks like, and then just think that, that uh, it's just that, but the dudes are they're... banging. Oh, man. Yeah. The, <laughs> the sort of thing that was definitely, like, clandestinely passed from person to person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this was mid seventies, extremely ahead of its time, extremely. Wow. Uh, not yeah. not really my bag, but it was it's still cool from a historical perspective. And yeah, really academically, like you don't have yeah. to be into it to like appreciate it. No, like, not at all. Yeah, from a historical standpoint. Yeah, um, it was definitely pretty ground, and it was just interesting to see how the uh, exhibit put that. It was nice that they put it up there because they they wrote this whole thing about you know boys love, and it was uh, predominantly drawn by women to a mm-hmm. female readership. Yeah. They, they did a nice job presenting it. Uh, yeah, because yeah. it would be a oh, blind sorry. spot if they didn't, like, mention anything, like, about, like, any LGBT, like, manga. Because, cause, I mean, it's been around for a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and there were some original Pokemon sketches. Fat, fat Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, think about the original, original uh, art for the Game Boy games. And, like, yeah, there's Fat Pikachu, there's Mew, and there's uh, Bulbasaur. Very cool. I'm... I'm glad you got to see it so I can hear about it and that our listeners can hear about it and see yeah. pictures about it. Because this is something, like, very few people are going to have the means to go and see if they don't already live in the UK. Yeah, like, I mean, trust me, I, I feel absolutely blessed. It was mostly dumb luck that I ended up being yeah, able to go but, see it. Yeah. Hey, don't look, a, don't look a gift horse in its hole or whatever. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly. That's the same. So that, that was the long and short of it. I, I didn't really do ju- too much justice, but there's a lot more pictures online. You can see my thread. You can see a good amount of stuff on there. Uh, I recommend you check more of it out because it was just the, – the whole setup was really nice. They had like a, they had a manga library there. Like you could just read stuff. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah, some some original Japanese, and uh, they had a thing that was like scan this QR code to read JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Well, it was it I was will. sponsored. It was sponsored by Viz, which was nice. So they hooked oh, them up with that okay. sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, you. That's why there's Attack on Titan there. <laughs> yeah, probably. I Viz no, but doesn't, Viz doesn't even publish Attack on Titan. Does oh no, that's Kadansha. Right, right, right. Yeah. Sorry. Um. Huh. I wonder if Kadansha was a sponsor. Nah, who knows? But uh, but yeah, that's long and short of it. I was I thought it was really cool, and I was really glad to experience it. Thank you. Very good. I'm glad you were able to share that with me and all of our listeners. So speaking of comics, <laughs> speaking of comics, <laughs> Jailhouse Lock Part Two. Yeah, talk about the uh, what's a good word for this? The the cock block of the of Part Six right now. <laughs> It's the this is a ch- uh, arc that exists to fill in a big plot hole about like hey if this prison is full of stand users why are they still in prison, um, which is not is in terms of plot holes not a huge deal but it is a convenient explanation for that doesn't doesn't stick in my head as much as Dio in the sun. My God, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to learn how to draw. Draw a page of Dio applying like SBF a hundred and make it canon. <laughs> Send it to Iraqi. <laughs> Please like, shut oh, my pedantic ass friend up. Please. Oh, isn't it nice, Poochie, how I can be out in the shaded sun with some sunscreen on and not dissolve into dust? Oh, if only I had this uh, five years from now in the future, right? <laughs> anyway, I'll go Ooh, ahead and guess. read this cop. No, we we did that chapter. Oh, we, we did the. Oh, we're on we, Jailhouse Lock Part Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, whoops, 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 whoops. Because we because uh, we went through Poochie's new look. Oh yeah, and his L whole look. his whole gimmick and Jolene talking to Emporio. Yeah, th- that she pierced her belly button out of boredom, right? Oh yeah, and then this guy. Uh, oh. <laughs> Jailhouse Lock is so unpleasant to look at. Oh God, the person and the stand. <laughs> Yeah, you get to voice the person. You get to decide how she's gonna sound. Oh, this is this is a woman. I always somehow it, like it always. I it always fails to escape me that this is a women's prison. <laughs> she just, also looks like a Yu-Gi-Oh character, so I'm gonna let you can have that one. Oh boy, okay. A message from White Snake. Perfect. It's all over. Don't even think about escaping. If you comply, I'll make sure no one will get in the way of you getting your father's disc out of this prison. Oh, so White Snakes, uh, Poochie's already on that, that tier of villain where he's like, oh, I don't care. You can get what you want. Can't affect my plans now. Yeah, I already have the memories. Did you not see my cool hair now? It's in my collar. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so this is the final barrier to anyone trying to escape this prison. And we're about to find out why. Uh, as Jolene backsteps real quick from... Jailhouse Lock, which we described a little bit uh, two weeks ago. Um, a big brain with stand eyes that looks like it's in a sitting in a suit made of beige denim. That's probably the best explanation you could possibly give it. You, yeah. have, you really just have to see this monstrosity for yourself. It's something to behold. Yeah, and the stand user herself, um, her shirt kind of looks like intestines, and <laughs> she has... Uh, like eyeballs coming off of it. You see at that? Her, yeah, at her skirt it just says random things like sun, hot. It says it says CKY. 
Is Araki really making a reference to CKY on this girl's skirt? You know, you know, I don't know. What I know, CKY I know. Is. CKY is a, is a punk band, and uh, it's kind of the genesis of that of that Jackass show. Long story. Uh, I mean, honestly, like that's probably what exactly he's doing. Yeah. I'm surprised we don't see just a little bit that just says uh, uh, "Streets of Fire, 1980." Yeah, like, I mean, for all we know, she could have Bam Margera written on her ass. Like, I, uh... <laughs> I mean, he's gotten past the point of like Magic Boy BT, where he just has like a little cover of Scarface like in the background. <laughs> I I miss that though. I miss that. Yeah. Um and while this uh stand of the week villain is delivered this she crimps her eyebrows, her eyelashes. Uh-huh. Me, just in place. You've got guts. You came right out and showed me your face and your stand. You want to tell me your name? Mew Mew. <laughs> My stand's name is Jailhouse Rock. I'm showing it to you as a warning. So you were told to finish me off? If you were planning on escaping, that is. Are you then? Well, my orders include Anasui and Wither Report too. Escaping later? I don't plan on doing that. I'm doing it now! Oh, Sucker Punch! <laughs> yeah, Sucker Punch through the bars, stone free, done. Mulched. Or, uh, or not. Because the bars of the jail cell suddenly turn into Jailhouse Rock. Um, so wait, is the stand called Jailhouse Lock? Or, or the chapter's the arc, called... The arc is called Jailhouse Lock. The stand is called Jailhouse Rock. I hate that. It's, I... it's very <laughs> annoying. <laughs> it's real. I talk about pedantic, but I really hate that. Oh, 100%. Um, Rocky re- probably really liked doing this. <laughs> Um, but the bars turn into Jailhouse Rock. Between the bars? I'll warn you one last time, Jolene Cujo. Don't touch these bars. The more you think about escaping, the closer you come to death. Is that your ability? Take this! Goes to Uppercutter again. Scene change. Uh, Jolene is in her bunk, in her cell, punching this... Is this James Dean? I forget which... I think it was supposed to be Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) (laughs) I love... Oh, man. Um, Uppercuts this poster of uh, Leo on the wall. Oh, hey, remember Guess? Yeah, Guess is here. Yeah. Um, And Guess is just reading a magazine, like, looking like Jolene lost her mind. Is she reading a crossword book? I think she might be. (laughs) Or she's doing a puzzle book. Hey, a puzzle book in prison probably works real well. Yeah. Um, Jolene falls out of bed, just like, what? Oh, what? Oh. Man, who is even voicing guests? It's you so can long. voice guests. I mean, Jolene's going to be the focal point, so it's it's all good. You want me to call someone? <gasps> you okay, Jolene? What? The, this place? What the hell? What? Your guests? Is this the women's prison? Oh, right. It's been so long since she's actually been in her cell. <laughs> yeah. She hasn't been in her cell for, like, half a year. Um, after, like, the whole punishment ward thing. Like, it, it's been a while. Uh, and she looks down... Da- in pain, she looks down at her hands. And we're in the plot of Memento now. Andy, have you seen Memento? Yes, I've seen Memento. Okay. So this is gonna this is I, gonna I, be... You want me to want to have one of those Andy Andy moments right here? I love that the stuff written on her hand is in Japanese, even though this takes place in Florida. 
I love that too. I, but it's, it's just as funny as in uh, in the Golden Wind anime when they make puns that only make sense in Japanese, but they all are supposed uh, to be speaking, speaking Italian. Italian. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is, and also like the uh, when she can listen in with her string, you see the Japanese characters in the string. It's like, yeah, it's fun. I, I get it. Why I get why it's a little weirder in the Golden Wind anime because why would they know? Japanese number puns, but hey, hey, <laughs> hey, we're all friends here. We're all watching anime. <laughs> we have fun here. Um, but she looks down at her hand. There's a a one, and then the sentence: "Take the pen quickly." And there's a pen right on her bed. Huh? Take the pen quickly. Two. Assume that you can only learn three new things at a time. Three. Defeat the stand user. Her name is Mew Mew. So. These are notes that Jolene has been leaving to herself. What is this? Who wrote this? Did I write this on myself with this pen while I was sleeping? Four. Go meet Emporio. I I remember. I was in solitary confinement after the incident. Gave myself a navel piercing, and I met Emporio. I told him that I was going to escape from here to follow the priest, and then... Oh, of course. The navel piercing is a plot... is plot relevant. <laughs> well, it was the only... Th- <laughs> She said it so she could reference it again. Yeah, and, and just then, in case you were wondering, uh, Miu Miu is a fashion brand owned by Prada based in Milan. Yeah, the <laughs> most of the stand enemies in this are fashion yeah. users or just other people. Fashion um, users. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. <laughs> whatever. It can't be. These pen marks, they're in my handwriting. Did I write it with this pen? No, but When? I don't remember writing this. Hey, why am I back in the women's prison? Uh, guess goes back to her crossword. <laughs> this is actually a really funny sight gag. Yeah. <laughs> hey, answer me. Why are you ignoring me? I was sleeping a moment ago and I don't remember. I'm serious here. Oh, yeah. Before that, do you have a pen? A pen. Give me one. Jolene is already holding a pen and we see on her stomach is written stand attack (laughs) (laughs) huh hey i'm gonna ask you a serious question you think i wrote these things on my own body again goes back to her crossword she she just looks deeply unsettled (laughs) um for good reason yeah it can't be but guess am i asking you the same questions over and over again I have to ask you a favor. Can you tell me what I keep on asking over and over again? Um, she reaches into Jolene's pants, pulls out a piece of paper. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the prison doctors reported that Jolene, you're in a state of shock from incidents that occurred in the punishment ward and have lost your memory. The diagnosis is that you can only learn three new things at once. You remember things that happened in the past, but once you learn a fourth piece of information, you forget the first piece of information you learned. But it didn't look like this condition would inhibit your prison life, so they put you back here two days ago. Man, this is... God, this is some late, late Iraqi stand bullshit going on right now. <laughs> uh, we, we've, come a, we've come a far, far away from Crossfire Hurricane. Crossfire Hurricane. <laughs> since, since ice. Yeah. I can control ice. I'm a bird. Now, the movie Memento. Yeah. Two days since I came back here? Uh... Yeah, well, soon, Jolene. This, it can't be. No. Three, defeat the stand user. Her name is Mew Mew. A stand attack. I'm being attacked, so I won't escape. 
I remember everything up to Emporio, and after that, after that, something happened. <laughs> Sees on her thigh. Don't forget to wear your panties. Oh! Take the pen quickly. <laughs> Shit, what's going on? Right. Hey, I told you to give me a pen, didn't I guess? <laughs> You're holding one right now. Oh, wait, that's Jolene. Oh, it's still Jolene. Because <laughs> she's forgetting the last thing she learned, and she's just this, in a this circle. This image of her in this panel is, is really funny looking to me for some reason. The one that says, oh, and she realizes she forgot to put on panties? No, the one where she's like, hey, right, I told you to give me a pen, didn't I? Oh, <laughs> yes. You're holding one right now. Don't make me ask you again. Give it to me, greedy. And now holding two pens. <laughs> so, guess. Do you know anyone named Mew Mew? That's the first time you've asked that question, Jolene. She's this really pale, she's this really pale chick with ratty blonde hair. She's about your height. I don't know why she was put here, but she's probably just another fucking pig. Uh, okay, guess. Where can I go to meet her? She was there a moment ago, Jolene. She just walked by. Oh, <laughs> we get a classic uh, menacing sound effect as Jolene pops out and Mew Mew is standing right there. Mm. Mm. Repeat, mm. Repeat what you said one more time, guess. What's she like? She's what? She's got really pale skin, bright blonde, ratty hair. She's a whitey girl pig. She's about... <laughs> Wow, okay. Has Guess always called people pigs, or is this new? (laughs) Go off, I guess. Yeah. She's about 175 centimeters tall. She was wearing fishnets, and she just walked by. Da-dong. Jolene forgot all of that. Uh This is the women's prison. Why am I in the women's prison again? So wait, here's a clarification. Does she only forget the... she forgets the so is it kind of like a like a expanding loop like she gets the first thing yes. learns another thing then forgets the second thing then learns another thing and like it's a it, she, well she, she like can, basically learns two new pieces of information a loop but she no she can one. Learn, she knows three pieces of information at once and then when a fourth one comes in it shunts the first one out and that's the loop. She can hold three things in her mind at once. So okay. she heard ratty hair, bright blonde, really pale skin, and then whitey girl pig shunted out one of those real quick. So it's like a chain. Like one gets chopped off and then another one comes in. And then when another fourth one comes in, yep. yeah, the pr- what was once the second piece of information is now gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. The, the, the last thing to have learned when she gets a new piece is the first thing to go. Well, um, this drawing of uh, Jailhouse Rock is horrifying. Yeah, right? This is actually really cool. <laughs> yeah. So it shows him, it, like, projected onto a wall. Like, it becomes flat with the wall. Yeah. Stand name, Jailhouse Rock. Stand user, Mew Mew. Strength, none. This is the first none we've gotten. Speed, C. Range, the walls of the prison. Staying power, A. Precision, none. Learning, none. This has to be some of the weirdest stand stats I've ever seen. Oh, 100%. Like, this is all over the place. Like, the range, the walls of the prison. Like, this is an extremely specific stand. I mean, uh, this is a trend that continues into the later parts, but, like, wow. It's a stand made for the situation, which is fun. Mm -hmm. Anyone who touches the bars or the walls beyond the visiting rooms of the prison will become a victim of this stand. After being caught by the stand, the person is only able to learn three new things at once. Any memories attained before touching the stand remain. So anything she knew before she punched the bars of the uh, thing, fine. After that, 
gone. Oh, hey, the cafeteria lady. This is like a trip yeah. down Nunnery Lane. <laughs> yeah, she's popped up a couple times. I guess just because she's back, actually back in the women's prison for once. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Show me your meal ticket. What? I'm here to get my lunch. Then show me your meal ticket. I ain't gonna let you sneak away like that. Show me. Come on. What are you waiting for? If you don't have it, you're just gonna hold up the line. Get out. Next. Oh, yeah. Probably left it on the bed in my room. I probably should write this down somewhere. Uh, writes it on her big coat. Put the meal tickets in this pocket. Huh? I wonder, why did I come back to my room again? Uh, going to the bathroom? No. Doesn't seem like I need to. wonder what it is. Came back to get something. Why did I come back here again? It starts to eat Guess's lunch. <laughs> ah! Jolene, that's my lunch! You already ate so much of it. My favorite cheese-flavored penny is gone. You put your meal ticket in your pocket this morning, didn't you? So, sorry, I'll get you another one with my meal ticket. I see, so I already had it in there. Oh, it's okay, Jolene, stop. I'll go get it on my own. I'll go get it by myself, so just give me the ticket. But can you write yourself a memo? I gave Guess a meal ticket. Sorry. <laughs> I gave Guess a meal ticket. <laughs> and on, on her wrist we see a Mew Mew Blondie Ratty Hair Fishnets. Uh, also Emporio. I remember. I need to go see Emporio. Before I came back here, I think Emporio was there with me near the bars when I was in solitary confinement. Emporio might know something. Like how to escape. I I feel like Jolene in this time is just really ditzy and like out there. Yeah. So that, that's the read I'm getting. But beyond the women's prison is still probably security level four. Can I really get to Emporio's place in my condition? Hey! Uh, mustard! You're out of mustard. It's empty. Don't you have more? I just want some mustard. There's no more, see? It's like we're always eating the same thing. Jolene starts to eat Guess's lunch while she's getting... (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that hungry. I think I'll just eat the cheese-flavored penne. Munch, munch, munch. May Uh, I sit here, Jolene? Oh, here she is. Ratty Blondie. It's fishnets. Mm -hmm. This is mm. such a look. I can't even begin to describe this. This is... God. Fashion. All right, so it doesn't I... say Bear Margera on her ass, but it does say delicious. So... Wait, does it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. Jesus Christ. How did I miss that? <laughs> now oh. I need to somehow Photoshop that to say Bear Margera and make it the, the most... The, the most uh, inside of inside jokes. About hey, man, that's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting. I just stepped on a roach. It feels so gross. Who is this again? Her. I know her. Blonde, ratty hair, fishnets. Scrapes the roach onto Jolene's food. Ugh. The fuck do you think you're doing? You want some mustard? Puts some mustard on there. You want some ketchup? Put some ketchup on there. Do you like dressing? Oh, God. Oh, she God. She mushes it all together. Oh, God. And Jolene forgets that there's a roach in Oh, there. no! It's good. Munch, munch. Thanks. So, what's your name? Spills coffee on Jolene. Oh, I'm sorry. I got you all dirty. I have to wipe it. 
Your arm's so dirty. Let me wipe it for you. Oh, no. Yeah, there goes all the memento scribblings. Here, take your jacket off and give me your right hand. Wipe, You're all wipe, clean wipe, now. Wipe, wipe, Here, wipe. there. All clean. Let me see what's in your pockets, too. Hmm. Jailhouse Rock. Anyone who plans on escaping and touches it can only remember three things. A life of threes. It's worse than losing all of your memories. No matter what you do, it's useless. You experience this utility over and over again. It becomes ingrained within you. She rips up the piece of paper that was the summary of all that's happened. Mm-hmm. This is this is a horrifying stand. Yeah. <laughs> this is worse than death. Like, <laughs> this is Diablo... Di- Diavolo's like fate, but actual. Right, not not super abstract. We're actually seeing. It no, happen. this is incredibly like here. Uh, now it's only two. Assume that you can only learn three new things at a time. Huh? What do I need to remember? The important things. What are the things I shouldn't forget? The one thing that I need to know to overcome the situation. I only need one thing. One thing. I need to remember it now, or else I'll forget it forever. I only need one fact. The important thing. Oh, God. Yikes. All right. So, can't she just... Why does she need to sew it into herself? Can't she just tear in her hand at just any string at any point? Like, is it she's, necessary? Then she's going to forget why her hand's into string. Uh, she's yeah. like, oh, why did I turn my hand into string? All right, time to go eat Guess's food again. All right. Could she just put it on, like, the top layer of her skin? She didn't need to go that deep in there. It starts bleeding. Well, all right. This is Jolene Cujo. She does not do things by halves. Um, stitches into herself. Go meet Emporio. Like a football. Nice. <laughs> oh, God. This is fine. I'll leave the last one blank. These two. These two are the only things I need. I can throw all the other ones away. My mission is to escape. It doesn't matter who my enemy is. Um, cut into... Uh, Emporio in the ghost room having a bad time. I really like this random panel of this, like, pop art picture. I guess that's yeah. supposed to show, like, a scene transition, but it, it doesn't really work. Because it's like, the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, no, unless you're really paying attention, you did not see this in the ghost room before. Yeah. But Emporio's here, and he's screaming. Take it from ah! the top. I, I, I spilled my water. I have to pull the plug. It's running electricity through the door. Or else I, I can't go out that door, out of this room to go see Jolene. Oh, he looks so bad. <laughs> he looks really bad. This is some Final Destination stuff. Um, oh, God, oh. he's affected by it, too. Yep, and that's why he keeps touching the water. Oh, man. I have something that I need to tell Jolene. That's the one thing I have to remember. I need to get out of this room. Darn. Hey. On his arms. Uh, can only remember three things. 7651411. Important 826542 printout. What do those mean? We'll find out. Who's, uh, writing, but who's writing computer code on Emporio's arm? I, Emporio, I guess. He's got a computer yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I spilled my water. Memory number one. I have to pull a plug. Memory number two. It's running electricity through the door, memory number three, or else I can't get out of the door to go see Jolene, memory number four. Which erases memory number one, so he didn't remember that he spilled the water and tries to get it. Because he has to pull the plug. I really don't think you would get, like, 
a hundred thousand volts just from something being plugged into you, a wall. I mean, that's an old plug. I don't know, man. <laughs> if this prison is not wired for two forty AC coming through that plug, like that's one twenty <laughs> max. And oh God! Like that'll it'll zap you, but ah, whatever. It's convenient. Wait, go meet Emporio. This was written on Jolene's arm after I erased it. It's a male name, but was there anyone in there with that name? Whitesnake didn't tell me anything about an Emporio. Well, no matter who it is, no one would be foolish enough to come to come after me, Mew Mew. No one will ever be able to escape. We can and, do one more in. <laughs> yeah, we'll do one more. Yeah. Um, Real quick, I hate that her real name is Musha Mueller. <laughs> what? Look at this. Look at the card. Musha, the staff card on the, the the first page of the new. Oh my God, Musha Mueller. Oh, he really wanted Mew Mew. <laughs> Occupation, head guard of the Green Dolphin Street Prison, past history. Ever since Pucci started his job as the prison as the head priest, she has been stationed as the guard who is in charge of keeping Stan users in. She does not know that Pucci is a white snake, however. Stan name, Jailhouse Rock. Oh my god, it's this part. Yo, oh man. my god. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like this arc. Unabashedly. Yeah. Like, this, this is really fun. I wish more arcs before in Stone Ocean were like this. Yeah, th- I think this is running at its, uh, as far as like just a interstitial stand of the week thing, this is this is definitely running on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Like maximizing all of the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jolene is watching a movie with the other inmates. <clears throat> huh? Why is Johnny Depp going into the mansion? Why would he want to? What's going on? Hey, you! How many times are you going to watch the same fucking scene? Don't let her touch the remote. Now I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Get that dumbass out of here. <laughs> oh, God, we got Oingo Boingo style. Holy oh, shit. no! <laughs> Two, assume that you can only learn three new things at a time. Where did this come from? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember this. This is just now an Oingo Boingo comic about a guard and a prisoner in a cell. Uh, I'll be the prisoner. Newbie, that's the boss spider that lives in your cell. Oh, hey, good to meet you. I hope we get along. They call me Ron the Viper. Oh, of course. <laughs> and this is a spider that's half dead. Yo, what's up? Did I just have a stroke for one I page? think I just had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? They call me Ron the Viper. <laughs> Ron the Viper. I gotta use Ron the Viper. It's something. It's so dumb. <laughs> that's that's your new group chat name. <laughs> it, I. You know what? Maybe <laughs> Ron the Viper. Um, but this is Jolene reading a comic book. Um, huh? What? 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 Why is this supposed to be funny? Damn it! I have no idea what the hell is going on. Prisoner. Lady yeah. cackling. <laughs> oh, cackling. I like to imagine that this this comic was in fact drawn by Oingo and Boingo, or whichever one did the drawing, and that they're just like living somewhere like cartoonists. Like published cartoonists. 
Oh my god. Well, that implies that they drew that. I always assumed that that book was just the stand. The stand created the drawings. Right, that is the case. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know, but it's fun to speculate. Mm Mm-hmm. And why am I in the lounge? Why did I come here for? Hey, I know this movie. I saw it a thousand times when I was a kid. Bruce Willis is actually dead, and he's a ghost. That's how it ends. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we got we got a Rocky Bruce Willis and who who was that kid? Haley Joel Osment. That's that Sora. Jo- That's shit. Sora, man. <laughs> can you? Oh my God! Can you cut out? the rest of this and just like the big speech bubble is like hey that's sora <laughs> i know sora <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey that's sora i know him <laughs> no no shit i keep on getting distracted the situation is terrible Two. assume that you can only learn three new things at a time that's right i came here to free myself of this situation beyond those gates is the infirmary emporio's room is hidden in the stairs on the way to the infirmary Normally, it would be easy enough for me to get there, but right now, it's security level four. There are constantly armed guards patrolling everywhere. How am I supposed to get to Emporio's place? How? And we we check in on Hermes real quick. Hermes is resting there. Infirmary. Okay. <laughs> Haven't seen her in a bit. Um, and this person who's been stealing glances at my left hand. It's Mew Mew. Mm. It's, it's Mew Mew. Um, and on her hand she has also written don't think no matter who it is anyone who stares at your left hand punch them <laughs> goes to clock Mew Mew just because uh, Jailhouse Rock shoots up out of the wall uh, to I'm trying to what happens here I'm trying to figure out or I think it's just trying to escape the punch yeah, it's trying to escape the punch. Mew Mew's escaping the punch, running out the door. It's a stand. I've seen her before. Run after her. She's the enemy. She's the stand user. Dead sprint through this hallway. Sprint, God, how, sprint. how the hell did he, Rocky keep this straight while he was writing this? He had to keep straight what she was supposed to know. Like The continuity for this story arc must have been a nightmare. He had some flow charts, that's for sure. Yeah. Where was this again? What part of the prison is this? And who was I just chasing? Who was it? Who was I going after? Why am I running? No, the one who's being chased is me? There she is! I'm at the corner of hallway D12! I'm gonna shoot! Blam, 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 blam. Oh boy. Mew Mew We're headed led for her... the corner. Sorry. Mew Mew led her into security level four that she forgot about. Mm hmm. We're heading for the corner of D12 as well. Give us more backup. Shit. Where, where is this place? Where am I running to? Why am I being chased? Guards with shotguns. Turn the corner. She's gone. Where did she go? She must have gone over there. No. She didn't come to this side of the wall. She was running out in front of me. Right there. Look. Just continue the search. There's no way we could have lost her. She must be hiding somewhere close by. Search! Oh, Shit! No. Just search! What? <laughs> what Jolene did here. Oh. Oh! She... Whew, this is... I like this because it's the logical end of Jolene's power. Like, yeah. If you're made of strings, 
you can you're made of strings Mm-hmm. Um, Jolene has kind of melted into strings and is hanging off one of this one of these guards back like like a suit she's not hiding near the stairs did you see the prisoner's face no I didn't but where could she be this is bizarre oh, okay. there it is uh, <laughs> stairs stairs those stairs are I know where I am those are the stairs leading to Emporio's room dash 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 uh, Emporio still electrocuting himself Meet Jolene. I, I I remember. I spilled the water. There's something I need to tell Jolene. I need to print it or else I'll forget. I need a printout. I need to show her a photo or else I won't be able to tell Jolene. Name Musha Miller, 25, currently employed at Green Dolphin Street Prison in charge of the visiting room and front gate areas. So he's trying to print out a picture of Mew Mew. Uh, this is Jolene. Oh, sorry, this is Mimi. Jolene Cujo. You can only remember three things at a time. So, for example, if there were four guards patrolling the area, you could only be able to remember three of the guards. So the, so the fourth guard, you've seen him with your eyes, but your brain hasn't imprinted it as a memory. And... Meet, uh, she slorps into the ghost room. Yeah. Meet Emporio. I made you guide me to him. I see. I didn't know that. A, I didn't know that there is a room here. And we see that uh, Mew Mew took off her weird intestine sweater, and we see her uh, guard uniform underneath. Mm-hmm. Mm. And yeah, I guess we'll cut it there. Honestly, I don't. I don't see how she gets out of this one. I can't remember. I'm very. I'm actually very entertained by this. I'm excited to see. Yeah, where isn't this, this an ends. entertaining arc? Yeah, like, this is really good. Really, really good stuff. I'm just clicking through real quick to see, like, how she gets out of it. Um, oh, God. Oh, ugh. Bad stuff. Bad stuff in store. Mm. <laughs> really cool, actually, looking at it. But let's talk about the two best episodes of Golden Wind so far. Oh, my God, Jack. Oh, my God. Where do right, you let's settle? Let's yeah. settle in for this. Cause, yeah. Right. So, episode 33, his name is Diavolo. This immediately starts with uh, Bruno's big trip across the street to the Coliseum, where he picks up Dapio, and he can't tell, he doesn't know who or what Dapio is. Yeah, his eyes stopped working. Yeah, his eyes are bad, um, his blood is dust, his bones are, his bones are ash. Yeah. Um, he can barely see, he can't hear because he blew out his, uh, his eardrums in the fight with Seko. Um, Dapio is very concerned with not being seen. Um, I also want to point out that when Dapio drops his bag, it's full of things that are like phones, but not entirely phones. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that, I thought that was a really good detail. Um, and he figures out that our boy is here, um watching him that bruno is here to meet this man polnareff jean-pierre polnareff mm-hmm. um and they do the whole switcheroos like no this is trish she's she's with me and polnareff's like oh, I'm, I'm sorry i need to recalibrate my uh my biases excuse me excuse me <laughs> like okay <laughs> have her pull out her stand um and then we get anime only backstory which yep. is awesome yeah, I needed it so bad. I was so glad we got it. Uh, Jotaro and Polnareff look amazing 
in these shots. Yeah, no, the the I feel like if I went back to watch part three, I would get whiplash <laughs> just because oh, of yeah. how different it looks compared to this. Um, but you get that with the manga, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, no, but like we had, we seeing had started, it in motion is, yeah. is a different experience. We had started this show not too long after I had finished reading everything. So going back to the part one manga, which was the first time I ever read the, the manga for part one, I, I felt like I had been hit by a truck. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, what is this? What's going on? <laughs> Where are my boys? <laughs> but Polnareff translates so well into the part five art style. Yeah. Uh, his... My favorite thing about Part Five Polnareff, which I didn't really notice until seeing it in the anime, was the fact that he he need, he wears an eye patch for his bad eye, but it's see through, kind of defeating the purpose. <laughs> it it I think it's got to have a different purpose. I don't know. It looks cool. Yeah. Um. But he has this big animated fight with the boss on the cliff that we didn't get to see in the uh, the manga, like the big chop that takes yep. off like an arm both legs impales his eye falls falls off the cliff king crimson during this is awesome um the boss as purple giovanni from pokemon yeah (laughs) like that's his look yeah (laughs) it's cool um and we zoom back around like we saw enya like she was there the the retcon yeah i really liked how it closed the loop like on the fact that so Diavolo was the one that found the arrows. Yes, on sold a them to sold them to Enyaba or Enya. Uh, yeah, who the who then used one on Dio to create the world, and also gave one to Keicho Nijimura, who used them to create the stand users in Moiro. Yep. Goddamn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the a fragment. Which arrow must it have been that a fragment ended up in uh, that locket Jolene had? Oh, yeah. And the boss kept one, gave it to Pulpo. Right. It was was in Black Sabbath. But, hmm. But he did say he sold all of them to Enya except the one. Yeah, so that's the one he kept. Um, Which was the Requiem arrow. No. Right? No, the Requiem arrow... Is one that Polnareff picked up later. Oh, yeah. Okay. That like he tracked them down after Enya had bought them off Diablo. Right. Okay. Yeah, and there's another one rattling around somewhere. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, and Polnareff knows how to fight the boss, which is really impressive. Uh huh. Silver is- Chariot's not exactly the most impressive. It's it's actually kind of funny seeing like a later stage stand like a batshit one like King Crimson, uh, squaring off with an early stand like Silver Chariot. It's yeah, like, it's like two different like, worlds. Uh huh. That's just like yeah, I can sword really fast. I can erase uh, interstitial time. Yeah. <laughs> I control the abstract concept of perception. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. But lands a clean hit on the boss. With, with, he sure does. Because he's able to predict where he's going to come from using the drops of blood as an indicator of when to- King Crimson's about to skip. And also makes Silver Chariot just huck him like a football across the Coliseum. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Which is funny because I saw somebody compared that to the manga because in the manga, it's drawn like Silver Chariot's just lifting him up. But no. in the anime, <laughs> he fucking yeets him. He yeah, yeets just him fastball specials him. Stratosphere. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Um, the the way King Crimson activates his ability is noteworthy here because like the ground cracks and crumbles away as we enter the uh, the in between time, which is yeah. important. Um, really cool effect. We didn't even mention the cool uh, staircase Dapio turning into Diavolo because everything uh, else oh was so cool. Oh my god! Yeah, the animation for that was awesome when he takes his shirt off and turns into Diavolo. Yeah, pops oh out my. behind the pillar and just like And it's a reverse up. of the uh, of the Dio Polnareff stair stair yep. stair. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Polnareff at the top of the stairs. Um, yeah, I'm trying to just scrobbling through oh and this is as a last resort where Polnareff just stabs the arrow into Silver Chariot's face yep <laughs> and there's a blinding light and we get to see Goop Chariot for uh <laughs> Goop Ch- did they ever show his needle legs yeah no it, okay yeah. yeah he had he sh- was shown with needle legs in this yeah but he turns into Goop Slithers away after he gets hit with the arrow, and then we see that man. That, that man. Be- that be- that man. That black as night man with the arrow under his skin and a hat, just God, walking top off top screen. five dead or alive. I know I went on about this when we read the manga, but wow, Silver Chariot Requiem is so fucking cool. And it looks good. Like, they use some kind of, I think, 3D skin on top of this yeah. to make it look like the way it does. Well, it gives it it gives it gives the otherworldly effects yeah. that it needs because Silver Chariot Requiem is less like a being and more like an ethereal presence. Like, yeah. he's there, but he's not there. Like a force of nature. Which makes it even more jarring when someone can do damage to it. Yeah, because he he gives off this vibe like he's like some, some sort of like ghost. Yeah, like he can't be harmed. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about the best episode so, so far. <laughs> oh my God, the Requiem play is quietly part one. All right, first things first, gotta talk about the opening because maybe it's just like uh, you know, just like a a current day bias here, but like wow, I think this is my favorite cinematic opening yet. Yeah, like, we've had the other ones, um, like, in part four for the... Uh, yeah, the Bites of Dust one was pretty good. Probably not as good as the Dio one. Because, like, the Dio one is, was just perfect. It was just... Yeah, it, incredible. But where this one cuts in is... So it cuts in as the blood drops happen that we've seen yeah. in this opening from now... Forever. It was like always meant to be there. Like they put those blood drops in there just to have this happen eventually. Yeah. And the ground cracks and crumbles. Um, and Giorno is in the in between time as his blood drips. And Diavolo's whole shtick is recited um, in Italian. In Italian with Japanese subtitles, with English subtitles. Which... <laughs> Bellissimo. Yeah, it was. Oh, it's, it's fucking flawless. And it cuts right back in. And instead of seeing weird Shadow Boss, we finally see Diavolo behind King Crimson. Oh, yeah. And also, uh, they added in a little thing with the part of the opening with Dapio. You see him turn into Diavolo, which also obviously wasn't in the earlier openings. But, yeah. So cool. So I hope we have this opening for the rest of the episodes. Yeah. Um, But the actual episode, 
things have switched. All the spirits have swapped. Um, we get a lot of the comedy in this moment. Uh, Mista in Trisha's body. Trish in Mista's body. Narantia in Jorno's body. Like, all of these really, like, all of the levity is here. It's yeah. The Mista uh... faces are incredible. <laughs> um, so, something someone pointed out: they didn't just like swap the voice actors for this. They had the different voice actors do like an impression of the other voice actor, like their way of speaking. Which <laughs> yeah, is true. they like totally. And even in like the, their facial animations and stuff, it they it's all slightly different to match mm-hmm. how the the person in the body is portraying themselves. It's it's very cool. They did a really good job with it. Yeah, for something that's just like, why did this go like this? And um, it's another thing that I think plays better in an anime format than a manga format. This whole yeah, this whole because bit. you have the audio for this. You have yeah. everyone moving around. But yeah, um, I was uh, I was trying to explain to my girlfriend uh, what Silver Chariot Requiem's ability is, and I was like, all right, so. Silver Chariot Requiem's, like, actual ability is to protect the arrow at all costs. That That is what it does. Mm-hmm. And it is so unbelievably powerful that the rest of this is all just a side effect of its presence. Yeah, it's really the best way I can explain it. Yeah, it does anything humanly possible. It doesn't hurt, but it also doesn't help. It just does its thing, which is why you never see its face. It's always walking away from you. Yeah, that like, and that's the way you defeat it, too. And that's how the Requiem Arrow works. It gives you the ability that you needed most at the... T- so it's literally plot convenience, the the ability. Mm-hmm. To keep the arrow away from anyone. Yeah. Um, and we get Polnareff and Mr. President. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like they, it, they show the little uh, thing after the uh, eye catch where they have the, uh, the card showing all the different body swaps and but they, didn't, they just called him turtle they didn't call coco jumbo i was disappointed oh right the stand is mr president or is the no the stand is mr president the turtle is coco jumbo maybe okay. it said coco jumbo in japanese and they just call it turtle for the subtitles let me let me look know. at the eye catch real quick because now i'm curious yeah what the Any, it's uh yeah do you have a timestamp for that no not off the top of my head <laughs> but yeah i was disappointed but uh but yeah, so it shows everybody that gets the body swaps ironed out, and then we cut back, and the rest of the episode is really hijinks up until the end, which which is good. It's what part of why I like this arc so much. This uh, maybe one of my favorite JoJo arcs of all time, and it's just it's just wacky, man. And I, <laughs> Trish's all of Trish's reactions to being in Mist's body is so funny, and then when Mist is just like, "Is this really what you think of me? Is this what I smell like? <laughs> Please." Don't, don't. Um, yeah, I can't find that eye catch. Whatever. We get flashback when uh, Polnareff first has this happen. And it's like, yeah, I was trying to reach behind the drawer. and Hey. I like how it made up, they make a point to say, like, oh, yeah, you know, this would be no problem with my fucked up body. This is very difficult. Yeah. Um, but was able to stop Requiem before it, like, got out of hand the first time. Um, Which I think is interesting because, so... He Requiem or Chariot rather gets the powers just by holding the damn thing. You don't even need to. I guess it, like no, it nicked its s- finger. It's nicked its finger on the the arrow. But all right, what I meant to say was he was able to take the power away by just grabbing it out of his hand, though. Yeah, I before it really got going. Like uh-huh. it, he was saying, like if I didn't do that before it like got out of hand, 
Because here's the other thing. Requiem only does this because Polnareff is no longer in control of it. Polnareff was still in control of Requiem the first time this happened. Yeah. Because it, it literally goes berserk. It loses all control, all sense of whatever. All, all it has is the prime directive. Yeah. That's it. It's, a, it's like Notorious B.I.G. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see Diavolo's body start running towards the crew with sticky fingers coming out of it. Oh my god, so good when sticky fingers comes out. And like, punches an arm off Requiem to be continued. Yep. So just, just, wow. I mean, obviously we were all waiting for this point. This, this is the, uh... This is this is just the the High battle octane. to end all battles, and it's yeah. just it's coming across so well in the anime. I can't even believe, can't yeah. believe we're here, Jack. I can't believe this is happening. It's wild, man. I'm, oh god, part five. And it just it even never after all this is after all this, I still don't understand how people could say Diablo is not a good villain just because we didn't know what he really looked like until the end. He's been such a presence and like such a force throughout the whole story arc and this is just all like all of that exploding in one place you know the anime has done a very very good job of doing that if the if the manga didn't get that across right because the anime has gone out of its way to show show the boss more and like all the different times that he shows up in the manga plus giving him a little bit more definition and, Mm -hmm. and the voice certainly helps and I, I, I mean, I always thought Diablo was, was never given enough credit, but I think the anime shows that even more. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. But that will get us here at the end of this. Whew. Yeah, so uh, next week, I guess, man. <laughs> next we week, get, we'll have a Jojoian as well. We will. No hiatus. Yes, thank God. Right? Let me, yeah. let me make sure I'm not talking out of my Not overhyping. Ass. We may um, we really should get it like this week actually, right? We and should we'll get it ready tomorrow. To... Yeah, if all goes well, we'll have a new Jajolian tomorrow. Well, all right, so it's Monday today when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. Just so everybody knows and doesn't get like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? But yeah, yeah. last chapter was man man of the jacuzzi. Um, no, uh, please understand. We will have a chapter uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. We'll, okay. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it next episode for sure yeah i can't wait to see where that goes i hope it goes somewhere <laughs> i hope it goes I, somewhere this chapter <laughs> i have no idea man yeah it, jojolian is completely off the rails was it ever on any rails i feel like it was back remember robbing road i feel like it was on the rails then <laughs> barely like i keep saying i need to reread jojolian i really need to before this thing winds down just to yeah, have it all it'd fresh be, it'd be good to have it fresh in your mind yeah but besides that you can find us everybody at sound i hyped that up oh you can find us on soundcloud (laughs) uh google play apple Podcasts. since itunes is going away um i post links to the episode every week on r slash stardust crusaders you can follow us on twitter at jojo underscore cast Check out all the pictures Andy posted of the London Manga Exhibition. Um, I think that'll do it for this week. We will see you next yeah. week, guys. Thanks do for listening, any- as always. Do we have to do anything about this iTunes situation? <laughs> no, I, it, like, I checked the, uh, the back end for the podcast. And I think that's just migrating fine. Um, oh, okay. But like, well, 
on we'll the consumer end, I think you just need to go somewhere different because iTunes okay. will no longer exist. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, rip Apple. iTunes. Thanks, thanks, Tim Cook. You you really done it. Yeah, you, you did. You've the thing. turned you've turned one application into three, and this is somehow hailed as a triumph. I guess. Whatever. <laughs> God, I hate Apple. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.